oftentimes experiences where we have been in situations where people have not been trustworthy that we've put our trust in, you can see how that kind of connects and makes it scary sometimes for trusting God. Like, what can I trust, etc. And so we're going to be looking at that in this series. <clears throat> also, faith has an object because you can, it is not just positive thinking. A lot of people think that the power is in the believing or thinking positively. I've, I was sort of raised in that kind of school of thought many years ago as part of that. Um, <clears throat> like I'd read all the success books and things and, you know, go, oh, it's just about thinking as if there was some power in our minds in and of themselves. Mind you, it does help to be positive. Being pos if you've got a choice, positive, negative, I'd opt for positive, mind you. But there is no power in and of itself. Faith has to do with what we're trusting in. The power is of God. Because with people, things are impossible. We, we do have limitations. Have you noticed that? It's frustrating at times, I know. But, <clears throat> but faith, it's the object of our faith, which is God who can do the impossible. So we're going to be looking at that now. I want to look at, you can turn in your Bibles, we're going to kind of backtrack to last week we had for Father's Day. We looked at the father of faith, Abraham, because he, had, he was a great example of what faith looks like. So go to Romans 4, and I just want to read you this one verse, because we're going to be kind of keying off with that, as far as some of the elements of faith. It says in Romans 4, in verse 20, it says, he did not, this is Abraham, waver at the promise of God through unbelief, but was strengthened in faith, giving glory to God, being fully convinced that what he had promised, he was also able to perform. Now, you might have noticed when it comes to faith, and you see both elements in this verse, faith means that you trust that God is able and willing so Abraham believed that God was able to do it, but he also believed God was willing because of the promise. Do you see those two elements there? And maybe you've noticed for your own self, if you've had a struggle with trusting God or having faith, usually it comes to either doubting God can't do it. Have you, know, you ever thought that? Like your problem just seems too big, too impossible. How is God going to help with this? Like he's not able. Or sometimes the faith and the doubts come in from saying, does he want to? Today we're actually going to be focusing on God's ability because part of this is we want to see how able God is and what, he's, you know, what is possible, that all things really are possible with God. So we'll be focusing on that. Willingness and ability, you have to have both to get help. You ever think about this. If you had a flat tire, and this happens in many situations in life, you have a flat tire and somebody comes along and says, gosh, I'd love to help. I'd love to be there for you, but I don't have a jack, so I can't help you. And then somebody else comes along, you know, when you're stranded on the side of the road and said, I have a jack, but I'm not going to help you. <laughs> so you need both, don't you? You need, you, need, you need willingness and you also need ability. Both need to be in play for that. <clears throat> so let's look at Luke chapter 1. There's actually a few verses here. Um, that kind of speak to this. This is the story. It's kind of fun of Jesus being born. And at the time, Mary says to God, we're, we're just going to hit some highlights here. Mary said to the angel, because the angel said, you're going to have a baby. And Mary said, how can that be, since I don't know a man? 
So oftentimes, whenever there's a promise of God, have you, like, where your first reaction is to say, it can't be because, and look at your circumstances. Here's the limits, God. It can't happen because of what the physical circumstances are. And then we'll pop down, because that does seem a little bit impossible, correct? You're going to have a baby, but you've never been with a man. That would sound a little difficult, right? Would you have a, if God told you that, would you be a little bit like looking at the circumstances perhaps, maybe a little challenged? So Mary first said that, but eventually is, you know, well, not super long, right there in that conversation. The angel explains how it's going to happen, that it's going to be of God. And then, and then the angel says in verse 37, for with God, nothing will be impossible. With God, what's that word? I think you should underline that in your Bible. Nothing with God. Without God, there's a lot that's impossible. Having a baby when you haven't been with a man, that is impossible. Without God, try it sometime. I mean, besides, you know, I'm not saying artificial, it's, you know, whatever. We, there's still a man involved in that. <laughs> so anyway, and then it says, um, which is really cool, Mary's response in 38 says, Behold, the, the maidservant of the Lord, which is her reaction is, that word maidservant is actually the word doulos, which means I'm your slave, Lord. I just love that. I love her heart. It gives me chills just thinking about it. It goes, she's like, whatever you say, God, I'm yours. Like, that was her heart for God. And then you look at, um, let's go actually to uh, Mark chapter 10. So we're looking at in the situation, in situations in life, we don't want to look at the circumstance. If you keep focused on your situation and your circumstance, you're not going to have faith. We want to be focused on God's ability, not our situation. We saw that last week, didn't we, with Abraham? It said he... he he, he was dead. He, it was like, he's 100 years old. How's he going to have a children? A lot of these not having children problems in the Bible. But anyway, so he's like, he, he, it says he didn't think, he didn't consider, he didn't focus on his body, but he focused on God. So that's a core element of God. Your circumstance is nothing compared to how big God is. Whatever it is, whatever's difficult, it's not that hard for God. Let's go to... Um, Mark 10, this is another kind of cool one. <laughs> the rich one, this is the one where the rich young ruler comes to Jesus and was like, and says, how do I get saved? And Jesus says, sell everything and give it away. And he's like, whoa. And uh, he walks away very sad. <laughs> he leaves Jesus and not happy with that answer. And then, his, and then Jesus says about how hard it is, you know, for a rich man to go to heaven. And then they say, well, you know, how can anybody be saved, you know? And then he says in verse 27, with men, it is impossible. Try and saving yourself. You can't do it. That's why God needed to send Jesus Christ. That's why we needed a Savior. Because it is. The answer is with people. If you do it on your own flesh, with your own ability, with men, it is impossible. But not with God. For with God, all things are what? Possible. All things. Do you see... All things except my problem are possible. No, I, my Bible doesn't say that either. We want to read what's written. God is able. So it's interesting because in that situation, the disciples were looking and saying, how can we do it? 
if you have to do everything, is that really faith? Where is God in that? If you do the whole situation and go, well, I can't, and this is not right, you know, I'm not this, I'm too short of that, etc. God's not in that. Sometimes we think that what it looks like to trust God is you do everything. And then we just say God did it. Or didn't. You know, it's just like God didn't come through or what have you. But there's no faith in that. I mean, I'm not saying that. And it's interesting because as we speak about faith and um, next week in particular, we're going to be focusing on when is it crazy and when is it not crazy to have faith? It's going to be faith or fantasy. There is some crazy faith. You can believe things that just ain't never going to happen. And that also trips you up if you've believed some of those things before that make it hard to have faith for the things that God will promise. So anyway, let's go to Jeremiah 32. And then it says in verse 17, it says, oh, oh, and this is kind of, this is a prayer actually that Jeremiah, I love this prayer and honestly this works. And I'm going to tell you I have personal experience with this. But Jeremiah, this is his prayer to God. He says in uh, chapter 32, verse 17, it says, Ah, Lord God, behold, you have made the heavens and the earth by your great power and your outstretched arm. There is nothing too hard for you. We need to say this in our prayers. For one, there's a couple elements here. He's looking at creation, Sometimes, I just was at Monterey Bay Aquarium yesterday. I love that place. If you haven't, you know, it's just, it takes my breath away. When I look at the fish and I look at the things that God made under the ocean, the first time I went, I actually dropped to my knees and cried. Because I was like, I see God too small. I was just like, wow. If God can do that, how can he not help you? Your problem's nothing comparing to the creation. Look at whatever puts you in awe of God's power. We want to focus and look at that, even if you haven't seen a whole lot of God work for you. Because sometimes you can say, well, I haven't actually seen God a lot. I haven't prayed. I haven't seen God answer my prayers that much. This is a key in faith is look at how big God is. If God made the heavens and the earth and all creation, look at what, what captures your imagination. Is it the ocean? It is for me. I just cannot believe when you're looking at those tanks, and I'm like, wow, nobody would normally ever see these things, these little microscopic things that are super complex under the water that are gorgeous and intricate. And I'm like, God, you made all that? How often do I reduce God in my mind? I want to bring my mind back to how big our God is. He made the eye. Do you know how complicated that is? Actually, in evolution, it's called... The eye is one of those things that Darwin said at one point. He said that if there was any change that couldn't be explained by natural selection, it would blow evolution apart. The eye is one of those because it's called irreducible complexity. The eye can't work unless it all came together at once. So you can't explain the eye and how it's created by natural selection. So to me, just looking at how complex that is. If God created your eye, how, co- how could he not heal you? Do you need healing? you need physical healing? 
That's how big our God is. We want to keep reminding ourselves. Because if you can't see that, isn't it going to be hard to have faith? If you're looking and you're focusing on your situation and how impossible it is instead of how big our God is. Because faith is something you grow. It's not automatic. And you can't force faith. Some people think that they can force faith. Just concentrate. You know, or visualize. You know, like, like strain yourself to believe. You either believe or don't. You know, lying to yourself is not believing. So we want to get where we do actually believe our God is that big. If you don't now, it's okay, but you can get there. It's why we're doing this series, seriously. I challenge you because I'm going to be focusing on this so that by the end of this series, your faith is bigger because you're hearing God's word about how big God is. So this is a prayer from Jeremiah, and I have to say, so there's a few things. So he focuses in his prayer, you made the heavens and the, and the earth. Three years ago, I had breast cancer, and it was scary when I first found out. But I, and, and I'll tell you, when hard things happen, you ever feel like running from God? We need to run towards God in those hard situations, and it was a challenge. But I was like, I can't get through this without God. Not well. I could get through it. But honestly, I was like, I don't want to go through this without God. I had a hard time as far as like expecting healing. But I, I made a commitment that every day I was on my knees praying. And I, I prayed. I know because I prayed like this. I prayed, God, you made all of life and all of creation. I believe that you have the ability to heal me. I knew I didn't have the faith for the tumor to go away, but I, I knew that. would have been lying to myself to say I think it's just, I, like a lie would be I believe it's going to just magically go away. Like, not magically, but God, you know, like right instantaneously. I just didn't have that faith. God understands that too. Everybody's got areas we can grow in our faith. Wherever you're at, no, I, there's no such, you know, person, you know, besides Jesus you know, that had, like, perfect faith. You read, even as amazing as they, the apostles were in the book of Acts, there were still areas where they had amazing faith to do miracles in one spot and then kind of had not so great faith in other places, you know, where they were challenged a little bit. It's not where we're at, but you can grow in faith. And we want to, because the more we grow in faith, the more that we trust God, the more we're going to see the power of God in our lives. Because it says that it's by faith. How to receive the promises of God is by faith. So we want to be in a place that we expect. That, I'm telling you, it is exciting. The more faith I have and the more I expect God to be there for me, I feel lighter. If we're walking around thinking we got to do every single thing ourselves and God's hardly in it, we barely put the name of God at the end of all of our toil, that's going to feel heavy. You're going to burn out. Our God is big enough. So I love his prayer. You have made the heavens and the earth. and <laughs> There's nothing too hard for you. It's, it's a good idea. We talked about last week, and I'm going to keep talking about this, to speak faith. Not fe- don't speak what you don't believe, but you can speak what you do believe. Do you believe God created all of life? If, if you believe that, you can say that. God, I believed you created everything. 
You promise that you heal. Maybe you don't believe you're going to be healed yet, but do you believe God promised it? Do you believe God wants it for you? We're going to talk about that next week. But it's a great way to pray, and if you read the rest, um, if you want to later on, he goes on with his prayer, same kind of idea. It's just the same thing of he's saying, God, you're this, you're that, you did this. And he just reminds himself. Another way to pray, which he says too, is reminding yourself of where you have seen God work. I said that too in my prayers. I was like, God, you have shown yourself to me. You have healed my life. You have changed my life from where it is. That I've seen helps build faith. Speak it. Speak it in your prayers when you're praying, when you're asking God for something that you think is impossible. God is able. Let's go. Gosh, see, I hate when I cry and my nose starts running and then it's just kind of disgusting. So, sorry. <laughs> Here, I got Kleenex. Hold on. Now I got Kleenex. Let's go to Mark 9 if you got Bibles. Here's another one. Mark 9 and verse 14, it says, When he came to the disciples, and this is interesting to me, he saw a great multitude around them, scribes disputing with them. So there's arguing going on when Jesus is walking in. The disciples are talking to the the scribes and other people. And in verse 15, immediately when they saw him, Jesus, all the people were greatly amazed and running uh, running to him greeted him. In verse 16, he asked the scribes, what are you talking about? What are you discussing? In verse 17, then one of the crowd answered, Teacher, I brought you my son who has a mute spirit. He couldn't speak. In verse 18, and whenever it seizes him, it throws him down and foams. He foams at the mouth, gnashes his teeth, and becomes rigid. So I spoke to your disciples that they should cast it out, but they could not. So I want to take a look at this. So (laughs) it's kind of funny because there's arguing going on about the fact that this kid didn't get healed. His disciples are tried to heal him. So you can imagine, I mean, I don't know, I, I put myself in the situation of thinking, what if you prayed for somebody, they didn't get healed, and everybody's like, see, God can't heal. You said God can heal. Doesn't look like God's healing. He brought them to your disciples. They couldn't do it. How, how would that make you feel? Would that affect your faith, perhaps? Everybody making fun, just going, yeah, where's your Jesus now, you know? That's why I was just like, so what a slap, man. Especially like, I I gave him my son. They couldn't heal him. In verse uh, 19, it says, he answered him and said, oh, gosh. See, Jesus, everybody thinks Jesus always spoke really sweet and nice. Verse 19 says, he answered him and said, oh, faithless generation, how long shall I be with you? How long shall I bear how long shall I bear you, Jesus said. Bring him to me. So it's kind of funny because you see, I mean, I, I, I don't know why I find this comical, but you think about it, it frustrated him that they didn't believe. He's like, how much do you really need to see here? You, at this point, you've seen me. You've seen me do miracles. You've seen, you know, it was just sort of, it's funny, he's like, really? We're still sitting there going, oh, see, God can't heal. That that's still where we are with it? It's just funny to me. Not to you, I guess. Anyway, just funny to me. <laughs> so he says, bring, bring him to me. But Jesus loved him. It's not like, it's funny. It's like Jesus, talk about love. It's not like he said, just get lost. You don't believe. Bye. You know, he didn't do that. 
we see the love and the compassion. And in verse 20 it says, They brought him to him. And when he saw him, immediately the spirit convulsed him, and he fell on the ground and wallowed, foaming at the mouth. Also, you got, oh yeah, actually. And then in verse 21 it says, So he asked his father, How long has this been happening to him? And he said, From childhood. And often he has thrown him, him both into the fire and into the water to destroy him. If you're a parent, think about how frightening and terrifying that would be to have this going on for your child. Where you got a child that you love and you're trying to protect. Talk about feeling powerless or thinking, where is God in this? You know, where, you know, it's just like there's so much where it's got to be really painful to see a child and, and he's having seizures, he's mute, and, um, and it's throwing him into a fire and into the water to destroy him. That'd be pretty scary, wouldn't it? And then he says to Jesus, but if you can do anything, have compassion on us and help us. He goes, but if you can, Jesus. But it's sweet. He says, just have compassion on us because the guy isn't hurting. And in verse 23, Jesus said to him, if you, if you can believe. It's not, Jesus is like going, hey, the problem isn't whether I can do it or not. That's not, that's not the question, actually. My ability is there the question is, if you can believe, it says. It says, all things are possible to him who does what? Believes. All things are possible. Faith is pretty powerful, isn't it? Man, isn't this a reason to want some faith wherever you're at? I want you to think about where's the place in your life that you're having a hard time with faith right now or seeing God big enough. Because everybody's got some place that they could use, a, like growing in their faith. He says, if you can believe, we want to get where we believe. Because God doesn't control, faith is actually the key to receiving all the promises of God. Believing God equals receiving. If you believe the promises of God, you will receive them. So we want to get to the place that we build our faith that we can believe that God is willing and able. Today we're just focusing on the able part. Next week we'll look at the willing part. If you can believe all things. Man, I love that verse. You should just underline that in your Bible if you haven't already. Draw circles around. You know, you should write in your Bibles. If you, if you don't already... Treat it like a manual, like a life manual. Stars, arrows. I would draw a big red one around this. If you can believe, all things are possible to him who believes. Then in verse 24 it says, Immediately the father of the child cried out and said with tears. You can imagine the desperation of this father. He's, he's yelling and crying to Jesus. He said, Lord, I believe. Help my unbelief. So it's kind of interesting because, again, you see the growing in faith. He's saying at least there's some part of him that believes what Jesus is saying, but he's saying there's also part that he doesn't believe. So if you have areas that you don't believe, don't stay stuck there. Ask God to help you. If you're in areas that you, this guy was smart. He says, I, I, for one, he got real about it and said, I do have unbelief. Help me. Help me. We want to not stay. If there's any place that we are not 
walking with God in our lives, we want to ask for help to move where God is, to line up our thoughts, our belief, our faith with where God is. And so he's saying, help. If you're not where, where in, in an area that you have faith, ask for help. You can ask God for help in your prayer life. That's a way of moving towards God, of saying, I have doubts. I, I did that a lot with my cancer. I was just like, I knew I didn't have the faith for miraculous healing, but I was like, God, help me. Help me believe. Help me get there. And it was a, it was a miracle. I, they wound up, my tumor shrank to being, I was supposed to be stage two, which would have involved chemotherapy. And honestly, my biggest prayer was, please, Lord, I just, just, I need to, I, I, please, you know, shrink the tumor from what they measured it so that I'd, it would only be stage one. And, and my treatment was actually really like nothing. Like I had surgery and we were out at a restaurant having dinner the next day. I mean, that was pretty much my entire camp. To me, um, I, I was like, it was shocking. The doctor said they have no explanation for why my tumor shrank because they measured it. They said it could be bigger. They warned me. They said, oh, this is the size. It could be bigger when we open you up because we can't always see everything, but they could see what was there. It shrank. So, so I was stage one, no chemo. It was like the easiest treat. That's where my faith was. I'll tell you, that was good enough for me. Like, I was very thankful that my faith got there. But part of it was even in prayer of helping, of asking God for the places that I had doubts. It even helped me to just say, God, no matter what, I'm never, I'm never going to walk away from you no matter what. Like, my heart is, I just, you know. So anyway, it says in verse 25, when Jesus saw the people came running together, he rebuked the unclean spirit, saying to it, Deaf and dumb spirit, I command you, come out of him and enter him no more. Then the spirit cried out, convulsed him greatly, and came out of him. And he became as one dead, so that many said he is dead. But Jesus took him by the hand and lifted him up, and he arose. Bam! <laughs> Were you surprised by that ending? No. There is no ending where Jesus doesn't heal. There is no people that walked up to Jesus and he said, no, not for you. You didn't go to church enough. You didn't, you know, give enough. You're like, nope, not for you. It's just for those good Christian people. There's no, t I love that, about there's not one time in all the people. Jesus didn't do like a whole background check, see how they were walking with God before he healed them. Let's see here. Let's look in... Uh, See if you measure up. There was none of that. Ever, the multitudes, thousands came and he healed them all. Healing is one thing that is not conditional on anything but faith. There is nothing else. That's what's, healing is amazing. Like there's nothing else you have to do to deserve it, to earn it, nothing. It's, an, it's just a promise of God. It's by faith. I also get that it can be a struggle if for serious things like a you know like it was for me I couldn't get for the miraculous faith but I wanted to have as much faith as I could. Let's um, so basically, I want this whole. <laughs> There's a couple things that I want to, you to think about, but faith is the key to receiving from God. That's why we're doing this whole faith factor series. Anybody here want more faith? I challenge you. I'm going to give you a little challenge. Because this series, my goal is to get you to, to see God bigger 
and expect more from God, where faith comes by hearing God's word, I want you to think about doing your best to be here every week in this series. I know stuff comes up, etc. But I want to challenge you if your faith isn't in a different place at the end of the series. If you do your best, because if you do your part of hearing the word, because God's word builds faith, if your faith is not in a different place at the end of the series, if you're up for that challenge, and you can tell me I'm wrong at the end of it if you'd like. The end of the series, come up, go, Nancy, you're wrong. Came all the time, and my faith didn't move a bit. You can yell at me or something afterwards. If you're up for stretching a little bit in this, to put yourself in the place of hearing God's word that builds faith, when we do the connection cards in a little bit, just write on the back, I'm in. You know, it's, it's not, you know, if, if you miss a week, nobody's going to come after you or anything, but to just have a heart to say, I'm going to do my best to hear God's word in this, to come so that I can be in a place. I want my faith built. I want to see God bigger. I want to see that God is able because that's a big piece of it as far as believing that God is able. Because every promise of God requires believing to receive. God set this up so that he wouldn't have to overstep our free will. He said it's by faith that we receive the promises of God. So we want to grow in it. And it's not wherever you're at now, you can grow in it. There are things, actually in the book of Acts, it says that there's five things that they did to help build their faith. And one is hearing the word, which you're all doing. Good for you. Check one. Number two is praying builds your faith. Number three is sharing your faith with other people. Number four is fellowshipping with other believers, which you're doing, so you can check that off. You're here to fellowship. Chink, did that. That's moving towards faith. And the other one is actually giving financially because it takes a lot of trust in God, that God is there, and not trusting in yourself to do that. So those are five things. In the book of Acts, they did miracles like crazy. If you haven't read the book of Acts, it'll blow your mind. They saw instantaneous miracles. That was kind of happening a lot. But they did it because they were doing five things that fed their faith. Next week, because now, you know, I wanted to, and of course, seeing how God's able, you're going to see that all through the series. But next week, what I'm going to be talking about is faith or fantasy. Because you can't believe just anything. So I'm going to kind of walk you through what are the things that you can trust God for and know absolutely if you believe that they will happen. Some people ask God for things that he didn't say he's going to do. And it's frustrating. If you don't know what the promises of God are or what God says he'll do or not do, you can pray to your blue in the face and it's not going to happen. You're in fantasy land. And sometimes people just don't understand, and so they pray and then go, where is God? And it's frustrating. So we want to get to the place where we know and go, oh, I can go to God with all boldness knowing that God's promised it. I believe it. That's where we want to be with that. So I'm going to pray, but I want you to get out your um, program that you have, and there's a little note section, or if you want to do it on your phones. I want to ask you a contemplative question, because wherever we're at, we want to think about what our next step is for us as far as moving with God. So I want you to think, did, I want you to think about, is there a way that God spoke to you today through his word? If there were things that stirred in your heart that it feels like God was just stirring things that are going on for you and calling you into trusting him more. So I want you to think about 
Where is an area of your life you could ask God to help with your unbelief? What is one area right now, if you want to write down more than one, that's okay too. But at least one area where you could ask God in prayer to help you with unbelief in your life. And just to think about this week, praying every day for God's help in that. To in prayer, just like we saw, to be asking God, help me with my unbelief, like the man with the child. So as you're writing that, I'm going to pray for all of us. Heavenly Father, I thank you so much that you are a God who's able. It blows my mind. Help us all to see how big you are, God, not to forget that. Sometimes I look at you and, you know, when I'm not realizing that you created all of life, that you are able, that there's nothing impossible with you. Help us right now, whatever our challenges, whatever our circumstances, whatever's difficult in our lives that seems impossible, that's dragging us down, that's weighing us down, that's feeling heavy, help us to see that our problems are are not big compared to you. They might be big problems, but help us to not focus on the problem and the circumstance and our own weakness and our own failings, but to focus on the fact that you are a big God that's able to help. God, you made all of life. You made ostriches and frogs and whatever, just so many fabulous things, the stars that are beyond anything that we can even see. You are an awesome God. Help us to, even in our prayer, to remind ourselves of your ability, that nothing is too hard for you, God. Nothing is too hard for you. Help us, Lord. In the name of Jesus Christ, I pray. Amen.